legacy. There isn't any point in talking about what retirement looks like, is there? The only difference between mine and the millions of ritualized speeches before it was the social distancing, the goodbyes by email, the vanishing from spaces, sometimes without ever seeing some of the people you spent so much time with. Oh well. Couldn't really be helped either. But there's little point in rehashing it at all. The summations of my career would not be found in speeches or emails, virtual goodbyes or teachers scrounging through my classroom supplies for something they might find interesting. Whatever my career meant, it would be told elsewhere, I think. Administrators made the appropriate ritual noises of congratulations. Colleagues were well-trained in describing how you would be missed. Heartfelt. No need to dwell on it. Besides... That was a few months ago now. The students have long since moved on, my classroom subsumed by some new hiree. School buses now nervously transport real students who may or may not finally receive a someday-approved vaccine. The summer slipped away quickly, partly a slew of contractors working on the house to make it more retiree-comfortable, partly because I needed the time to get waywards ready. It's been interesting to see just how much work on the house needed to be done. Needs to be done. Apparently I have done little here but sleep in this space. Appliances, roofs, and walls have been awaiting this moment themselves to retire from active service. The domestic neglect has also been part of the meaning of the work, I guess. But already now the weather is turning. I've been too busy to reflect over much about missing the classroom and... Guess what? If I did reflect, I don't know if I'd say I'd missed it as much as I thought I would. The students, sure. Even the Connors and Brents of the classroom soberly resigned to burying themselves through the system. They're people I miss. But not the weird space it had become. Not the job of it. The job of it is the city of it, I think. In a teacher's career, there may be the parts which have some kind of meaning, some importance... And then the rest. I spent dozens of hours one year building our curriculum into a new digital space that was an essential goal for the district. Today, that essential is already long abandoned. How important was that 1 a.m. redesign of a quiz on Shakespeare's As You Like It in 2003? We spend so much emotional energy on such things. None of that mattered. No, that's the city of it. The bust? Well, I'm still not entirely sure what that is. Gautier seems convinced that art is two things. The first, at least from his poems, choices of enamel, marble, gem, and verse, yes, in words too. The first is that art is a thing that endures it must be a demonstrable externality which may be witnessed by others. If it's not seen, it's not enduring art. This, it doesn't feel right to me. I mean, pragmatically, sure. That makes a legacy easy to measure. But does this mean that artistic performance is moot? Dance and sing and act all you want, but unless such performance is recorded for all time... And I'm not talking about MP3 or MP4 files here. The material is essential to Gautier. 
Sculptor, dump that clay. Use fine marble from Greece and Italy. Painter, use enamels. Poet, write the sovereign song. Taking a photo of a moment, playing back the concert on my TikTok account or through Fortnite VR doesn't seem to be in keeping with Gautier's idea, no matter how good the performance is. But that, that sovereign song thing. Translator Michi called it poetry that reigns unchallengeably. Les vers souverains. No, he's not writing about the performer, he's writing about the author of art. It isn't the ballerina, but Tchaikovsky. Not Caruso, but Wagner. Not Olivier, but Shakespeare. Performance can be beautiful. It can be skilled, even momentarily sublime. But that's interpretation, articulation of art. The actor or singer reads the art and speaks what it means to them. But the artist is a creator. The song, the poem stands sovereign on its own merit. It remains potent whether read by Peter O'Toole or Carrot Top. Who are teachers but performers and recyclers of other people's creations? I didn't write plays. I taught the plays of others. I wrote a few amateurish stories and essays along the way with my students, but... What is there to that profession that is the kind of creation Gautier demands? <laughs> what is waywards but more of the same? What is, is my entire retirement project as pointless as that dusty digital curriculum I banged out all those years ago? I said there were two things. Gautier had two ideas about art. The second one is harder still. Art is made for the sake of art. It isn't done for any reason like, you know, getting paid or politics or teaching a moral or for teaching at all. It stands alone, sovereign, unchallengeable, intrinsically complete into and of itself. It fulfills its own purpose. At some point over these last few months, I think I discovered that Gautier kind of invented that phrase, art for art's sake. By the way, the MGM lion basically has these words written around it when it roars at the beginning of the movie. It says, As gratia artis, Latin for the same thing. Kind of ironic when you think that it only makes movies it believes will turn a profit. But why should we be surprised? Even the lion is a CGI special effect these days. But if I understand this right, that baker I talked about is potentially as powerful as an artist as J.K. Rowling. I mean, think of it this way. First, there really is little of Rowling's work that is original. She assembled a story with just about every familiar mythology she could remember. How much of it was truly a creative act, rather than one of improving on old ideas, revising familiar ideas? And as for art for art's sake, ask her bank account. Hell, the entire economics argument I made renders both Baker and Rowling kind of irrelevant. Shit, where does that leave me? What endures, what truly lasts, has nothing to do with political power, not with vast fortunes, not with lessons to grow others, with apologies to both Jesus and Buddha. 
The bust which outlasts a city is the crafting of an original utterance, a moment of beauty which exists only for itself. Even if, and God, that's a huge even if right there, I had the ambition to attempt such a thing, had the concept to do it, the desire anxiety to do so is not enough. Merely wanting to leave a mark on my life here is itself not enough. But even if, isn't the ambition to create art, to form the bust itself, a tainting of that art by my own ego? The moment I say, I want to leave a mark, I've corrupted the very purpose of art which Gautier expects. So, how can this line of poetry pinned to my wall ever mean anything but a mockery of my own desire? 